0: Hello welcome along to Baffled, a show that's on a mission to discover the most amazing facts and uncover quite how nonsense they really are. Thanks for listening. My name's Dan. This week I've got stuff for you all about names, about bats on fire and about making tyres and who does it the best. We've also got Connor with us. Connor, what have you brought to the table today,
1: mate? Well, Dan, I've been fishing the internet for some top draw facts for today's episode. So I have something that sumo wrestlers do for some good luck. Mental, trust me. The most shoplifted book in the world will blow your mind. And when you get famous as Samuel Jackson, well, just you wait and see what you can do.
0: that's a very good tease at the end there uh yeah i'm already trying to figure out the shoplifted book ones Uh, i think i've got an idea uh mark also on the other end of the line how you doing hey i'm good thank you i'm in a great mood today it's a new week
2: and i have three top-notch facts for you what's better for space a flea or a human cats we all know have nine lives of course but that does depend on what floor of a building they may fall from and why glasgow sinking led to a very quick surrender
0: ace teases today i think loads to pack through let's get to it it's this week's baffled So we've learned a lot on our, on our quest, on our mission to find all these amazing facts. But I actually think what we've learned more is, is about how, how Mark meets the most amazing people uh, and just doesn't care to talk about it, really. I'm a very modest man. Very modest. Just because me and Lewis
2: Capaldi are best friends doesn't mean that I have to shout about it on the podcast. How many times have you actually met Lewis Capaldi?
0: Uh, three. If he sees you would he say your name or would he say that ginger bloke who follows me around last time
2: i saw him uh backstage at a gig and he was like hey mark how are you so uh you know he knew he was meeting me because we were going to do a recording with him so he probably got fed and told that you know that was my name but nonetheless i'm taking it as a win he knew who i was he remembered me so me and him are basically mates. that is
1: very very cool anyway mark i'd say the biggest thing that you have learned. And it seems like we're going at Mark already, but it's the delivery, mate. It's the delivery of the facts, right? You know, like the Will I Am one earlier on in the episodes, that is what you run with. I feel like this week you
2: understand now, yeah? The foreplay of the fact is out of the window. It's bang straight in there this week. That's what I'm doing. The foreplay of
1: the fact. <laughs> Excellent. Is that now our line that we use in the Baffle podcast? It's the foreplay of the facts. It's
2: the foreplay of the fact before you
0: get to the main climax. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: look, I love it.
0: <laughs> excellent right well we built it up enough mark you can take it away you've done all the, the the strange touching and slipping and sliding so let's get right in there give it to me big boy what's your fact oh god oh.
2: the shortest war in history lasted 38 minutes <laughs> Okay. I like, spill, I've, I'm so excited. I'm spilling water all over my uh, all over my desk. I heard the water go. <laughs> I heard the water go. And I was just waiting for a cutout. Just waiting. No, it's fine. I'm just going to clear it out while we're on air. You know, it's. Uh, I'm just so excited. 38 minutes is the shortest war in history. <laughs> Who was it between? Between Zanzibar and England oh in 1896. Gosh.
1: I cannot deal with these. Honestly, we've with This is we've only we're four episodes in, and this is what we. We've got to Zanzibar and where? And England. You have probably heard of England. I've right? heard of England. Yeah, sorry, I completely ignored that second bit. Thirty-eight minutes. I wonder how many. Thirty-eight minutes.
2: I've had arguments that have lasted longer than that. Yeah. I've, oh god. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yet somehow, a whole war lasted, to be precise, thirty-seven
0: minutes and
2: twenty-three seconds.
0: They've not, yeah, they've not. They've not even rounded it down. Why? Why were they? Why were we fighting those dastardly Zanzibarbarians then? What do you think is the most English
2: way to start a fight? Tea. I would imagine something about tea. Pub. Close. Cricket. (laughs) Okay. All right. Admiral Sir Henry Rawson ordered the British fleet into the waters off of Zanzibar's harbour so that they could disembark to watch a cricket match in which the British were going to take part. How do you sort of distinguish between
1: what is a fire and a war? Like, that's actually quite a good question, I feel like. How do you know when it's a war?
0: very quickly Connor very quickly you can't say that you've asked a great question yourself I'll give it you. it is a good question but I don't know how comfortable I am with you saying you know what I've just (laughs) started but I always feel
1: proud of myself when I come up with something on this podcast that is actually like a little bit acceptable as opposed to the nonsense that I've done when I've debated why the dinosaurs died which still to this day I can't forgive myself for honestly How,
0: how was the war properly declared then Mark Uh, the war was declared by the
2: sultan of zanzibar he immediately declared war he had one battleship called glasgow he sent it into action immediately it was downed and sank by the british huge army they had and 37 minutes 23 seconds after declaring war they very quickly just waved the white flag and gave up was there any deaths uh, I mean i'm assuming anyone who was on the Glasgow ship probably died seeing as it sank oh right yeah of course yeah unless they can swim really really well yeah or in fact here we go they killed or injured five hundred of the sultan's soldiers
0: oh, I tell you what that's that, that's wow. a that's a lot of work isn't it for thirty seven minutes after a cricket game uh, I once had the most terrifying experience of my life in zanzibar i was i I flew there from Tanzania. Yeah, I flew there from Tanzania. Uh, there's a, you land in Tanzania. There's a very tiny sea that you have to cross because Zanzibar's an island. And we got on, the, me and my girlfriend, we got on a, a tiny plane. There were only five people in the plane. I was right behind the pilot. It's stormy, absolutely chucking it down, rain, lightning, all of that stuff. Um, someone has to sit next to the pilot just a regular punter who's got controls right before we take off uh, the pilot turns around to this dude that's next to him and says by the way don't touch those don't touch those controls don't mess with those great you're about to we're about to take off we're in the air that's a better question to ask than i really hope you know how to use those he says don't touch them and when we're in the air the pilot just starts getting out his phone and texting while like being no. in control of six people's lives. Autopilot in I, mean, I don't like... I wow. saw the plane. I don't think that had autopilot, I'll be honest. But it was... Although it was terrifying. That's incredible. Flying in a tiny plane is actually i think it's it's easy to feel safer in that than it is in a massive like jumbo jet because you can just see everything that's around you you do get used to it quite easy it's easy to be safer until he starts texting yeah it is yeah of course and and asking the punter next to him going you can take over for a bit i've got a reply to this hilarious banter going on in the lads group (laughs) they love the ladies as well they absolutely love the ladies i mean just being in zanzibar with my girlfriend and like these are big brute brutish lads like i'm i am weedy they're big old boys and I mean, my word, they were done some, they were just like staring. just. But she staring. Just loves you, Dan. She loves you for you, mate. Okay? I know, but I mean, it doesn't matter if, if anyone would have tried to do anything. I was running far away. Connor, what have you got number two? What's your first one for us? Well, I'm just going to open up with a, uh, you know, a
1: little bit of general knowledge about books. This isn't my best fact, but let's start with it. Did you know that the Bible? Mate, you
2: need to stop underselling. Did- you need. No, to- I'm understanding. This, this is your thing. You always undersell. I undersell. You go and go- I'll be honest, boys. It ain't worth it. But we're going through it. Yeah, but then anything else is better. Look, you have
1: to take this approach in life. This is how that I ended up with my girlfriend. You undersell yourself, and then any <laughs> good bits that come, she's like, "Oh my god, this is better than all the rubbish that he told me when we first got together." You know. Mm, it's positive. Under sell, like. over deliver. Yeah, because I can't offer much other than a good haircut. That's about it. Anyway, right. First fact: the Bible is the world's
2: most shoplifted book.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it does in a way. I
2: mean, to be fair, I think the people who are shoplifting that book probably need the Bible more than anyone else. I thought it'd be the dictionary.
0: Why? Why, Why the Why dictionary? You think it was the dictionary. Well, I don't know. It's just
1: everyone's really one, keen right? to learn words. Yeah, well, everyone. Everyone. I mean, where can you buy a Bible? I've never gone into Waterstones and seen that on offer at the table because you've never
0: been down the Bible aisle, I would imagine.
1: But there is definitely not a Bible. You know, like when you walk in, you've got like Greta Thunberg, whatever her name is, big yellow books sitting on the front table, you know, £10 deal or whatever. You don't get that with a Bible or the Quran. They don't do like different religious books. I don't think think that
2: those books need quite as much marketing, to be honest. Everyone kind of knows they exist and will go and buy them if they want them. Whereas you walk in, you're like, oh, Greta's got a book out. You don't walk in and go, oh my God, the Bible? Why didn't no one tell me about this before? Like, no. I just want to put this in perspective. If you put a gun to my
1: head and said, go get me a Bible, I wouldn't know where to go. You, what, you, your first place wouldn't just be a church? Good point. Good point. What about Waterstones? Do they sell it like hardback? And then, yeah, they'll uh, sell the Bible, Probably. Yeah,
0: all bookshops will sell the Bible, I would imagine. I wonder what it or looks like. Or a hotel. Like. Go
2: steal one from the top drawer of a hotel. What did you yeah. say it's
0: written by God? Well, it's by Matthew. No, it's written Mark, by different people. Oh, Luke. What? John, Peter, Paul, Job. Mary, Job.
1: But Bill. yeah, you know, not not really much to discuss on this fact, really. Just the, a nice little
0: bish-bash-bosher for the first one. The most stolen book in the world is a, is apparently the Bible. Right, my first fact. I'm all about my nominative... This is a big word, so big, I can't even say it get my teeth in I'm all about my nominative determinism at the moment what uh, hold on what is that sentence then come on mate well let me read you the fact and then it will explain what the sentence means so uh, the president of the charity Food for the Poor uh, a massive American charity does what it says on the tin take food give it to the poor the president of that food based charity until very recently was someone called Robin Mafood. <laughs> <laughs> that is great <laughs> <laughs> that is I actually think that's one of my favourite
1: ones of the, f- of the podcast so far so that
0: is so that's nominative determinism Connor when your name kind of spells out what you do so you've got Robin food. you've got a, a champion hurdler back in the day Marina Stepanova <laughs> you've got a, uh, this is a classic you, I mean there's a, there's a weather presenter who's I think still around uh, Sarah Blizzard the weather presenter a furniture maker Gary Wood uh, there's a, a football defender who plays in the Belgian League defender called Mark De Man. <laughs> Mark the man. He's <laughs> the man. It's a good one. Uh, a doctor in America who does vasectomies. Uh, I'll let you to work out what his nickname is. Does vasectomies. His name is Dr. Richard Chop.
1: I thought it was going to be like Dan No Babies. Well, no, it's Dr. Dick Chop. Doctor Dick Chop. My go. parents
2: originally, or my mum originally wanted to call her first son Richard. Then she married my dad with the surname Heads, and went. That is not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good plan.
0: But come on, Robin the Food. Robin, I'm a big Robin fan of Robin the Food. That. I like. that. I mean, there's
2: there's only one there's only one industry you can really go into when you've when you've got the uh, when you've got the name Robin
3: the Food. I Robin DeFood. wonder
0: if that's what happens if uh, people kind of treat you that way and you don't really realise it, so you end up just working your way into that industry without kind of knowing i wonder if that's the thing with with the nominative determinism i've my my local
2: curry house is called mr india i mean with a name <laughs> like mr india it's you're only gonna you're become doing. an indian place aren't there
1: you? is yeah. only
0: one thing you're doing isn't there
1: i like that i feel like that fact it's itself there's certain facts that we dish out in this pod that sums up the pod and that is one of them brilliant fact absolute nonsense but something that you definitely love to know
0: yeah mark mark's man is very good as well does
2: that mean that Connor, you need to go and become a knight for a king in some kingdom and realm far away. Well,
1: it's funny you said this, but I actually think that my family has a link to the royal family, like, way back. Yes, please explain. Well, because I'm knight, so that means that I'm a geezer, (laughs) both.
2: Well, isn't there a thing that supposedly your surname comes from what, you know, going back and back and back and back and back, what your ancestors would, you know, did? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: So you would be, I don't know, Uh, Bob the Smith. And so they would shorten that to be called Bob Smith.
2: Yeah, exactly. So Connor the Knight would
1: become Connor Knight. Yeah, so if you're talking about the fact that your surnames is something that you've done, Dan Simpson, so he's maybe were animators and created the the show. Mark Heads, were they killing people, Mark? Maybe, or
2: making hats. Or maybe they were spot um, squeezers. Maybe, or maybe they only came out in the night and offered one certain type of service.
0: Uh, There we go. Anyway, moving on swiftly. (laughs) The origin of the head name lies with ancient Anglo Saxon culture. It comes from a family uh, lived near the head of a valley. So there you go, Mark. You would live much much less exciting. I at least hoped it was hats. I like that. Allegedly, allegedly, what I was always told is Simpson comes from Simpleton's son, which means my great, 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 grandfather was a moron. Sitting with you two sometimes, I feel very sorry for the geezer. Right, let's move on to fact number two. Mark, take it away. Did you know that
2: fleas are better suited to going into space than humans are? Explain. So a flea accelerates about 25 times faster than a space shuttle does. So imagine a little flea. These a are flea fleas flea can... that
1: go on dogs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so I... like that's like the, the little like ticks sort or of yeah, bugs. So a flea can launch up to three inches in the air, which is 38 times its body length. Now, when it does that, it withstands 100G. So 100G is 100 times the force of gravity.
0: Connor well, thinks it's one of his mates from school who's just turned into a rapper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
2: so what you've got is, uh, so at the minute you're feeling 1G because you're feeling the force of gravity. Yeah. So when a flea launches itself up in the air, 100 times what you're feeling right now is what the flea feels. When you get on a space shuttle, you feel about 4G. To put that into context, right? So actually, humans have to go through a load of training to be able to cope with 4G when they go into space. Just get a flea to do it; they can withstand a hundred times the force of gravity. This is one of those ridiculously stupid facts that are like it. it,
1: It's like one of those where you you like compare like (laughs) what? Like it just it's it's cool, yeah, but it's obviously not a thing because a flea cannot go to space. Mark, can you
0: can you just talk about the time you met Will? I am again, please.
2: So me and Will, no,
0: I am in this it. hotel room in stop London. It. So <laughs> stop it there. Uh, uh, so yeah, I know there's quite a lot of these facts, isn't there? It's um, like the frog. If if, if the frog were a human, the height that it leaps is that pretty much the size of an Eiffel Tower, isn't that right? In comparison to how tall a, tall a frog is, there's all these like mental animal facts in in the bizarre tricks and traits that they really have Uh, but why would anyone why would anyone you know it's it's a it's good it's it's useless isn't it why would i mean it's nonsense why would anyone say It,
1: it is absolutely useless it's like you know it's like saying that you know if you could sit on a pigeon then it would be better the pigeon would be better to fly you abroad than a plane because it's lower Emissions. Oh, I tell you what, you've gone off on one ear. Let's stop I mean, you. See not what I good mean. As, it's, like... it's not
0: as good as Dr. Dick Chop, the best uh, vasectomy doctor in America, <laughs> is it? Connor. <laughs> yes, I'm, mate. I'm, I'm going to stop you on your baffling uh, treatise and theory about pigeons flying. Yeah. G- give us fact number two. Fact number two for you is, actually, I would say
1: not okay, but we will discuss. Sumo wrestlers make babies cry for good luck how do they have certain techniques they use well I guess you just do do whatever it is that makes a baby cry maybe remove their mum's boob from them so they can't eat maybe take their toy maybe I don't know tickle their feet or make them jump but they make babies cry as good luck (laughs)
0: remove their mum's boob from them (laughs) Just imagine all these fat lads, these fat sumo wrestlers waddle into the ring, just like with, with for some reason, all it, it's like the place that breastfeeding is happening on the way to a sumo ring. I don't think that really happens. May, <laughs> maybe that's how they make them
2: cry because babies see this big fat sumo wrestler and go, Oh, it must be feeding time, and then they kind of go there and then they just tease a man boob, tease a moob, and like, Oh, not today. not today. Baby starts crying,
0: be sweaty, powder filled chest. Yeah, probably
2: why and how
0: and
1: like what the in the fact of making babies cry is good luck it's
0: obviously what you you want to jump to the start of it don't you you want to figure out who was the first so maybe yeah maybe a a sumo wrestler made a baby cry and then he won his belt it's just
1: absolute rubbish it's not good luck like you're making a baby cry mate what do you do for good luck connor what do I do for good luck? I've actually—it's um, actually quite funny that you ask this. I have—I've uh, I've got a, an old um, a, a coin. It's like a like a penny, but it's one of the really early pennies, um, and they're actually slightly bigger than the original UK penny, uh, the original British penny now. And
0: apparently, it's really good luck, and it's always in my wallet. So, so that's of- no because well that's as ridiculous as a sumo wrestler no it's not because why is a penny why is a penny that has no connection with you that you've just been given that someone's told you is good luck why why Why? are you believing that it's full of good luck i tell you what right if you are actually justifying the fact that me carrying
1: a coin around for good luck is in any way shape or form similar in the world of nonsense to making a baby cry for good luck then dan you have truly lost your mind my friend because that the only way that
0: they're similar is they're both stupid what no how is 100% not how is an inanimate object? What do you do point? for good luck? Well, I, I, uh, I don't mean to be very, uh, you know, American life guru here, but I, I work hard and try and be nice and hopefully oh, the opportunities Drop. come my way. Book, come on mate. mate. There's no such thing as luck like that. What, oh you, mate. What, what you think you don't have to do anything but have hey, you got to get up and
1: does yoga? Sorry? I bet you do yoga in the morning as well, don't you? And you just Not like, every morning work sometimes hard, sometimes breathe giant. yoga and v- be a vegan.
0: Whereas you just lay around in bed looking at your coin, thinking, one day, one day, guys, one day, here we go. It's all coming I up, Connor. <laughs> I don't look at the coin and rub it in bed,
1: hoping that all my dreams will come true. But all I will say, okay, and I. I You know, you have to put this in perspective. So my dream was always to be a presenter. I always wanted to be a radio presenter. I always wanted to interview celebrities. And I now do that for a living. And I only started holding this coin oh, about about four years ago. It's all of the coin. Three years ago was when I got my first sort of bunch of opportunities. So I thank the coin. Where did you get the coin from? My uh, my great granddad. He he left it. He basically was my great granddad's coin that he carried for good luck. He passed away, and you know, like anything, you sort of didn't bring in that much good luck <laughs> no, then.
0: Not that lucky, was it? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> okay, this is upsetting. <laughs> I don't like it.
0: Mark,
2: what do you have for good luck? I had, I had lucky uh, underwear at one point. Oh, Very hard when it comes to exam seasons and you've got exams back to back to back to back. Hello, we're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. Me being Georgie Porter. And me, Samira Mighty. We are all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and give advice wherever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for, you can expect to hear a little bit of this. That's so... Do you know what I mean? Not really, mate. A little bit of this. Listener letter. I'm a vegan and I'm currently dating a non-vegan. Get over it, yeah. And of course, a bit of this as well. Where (laughs) do you both sit on plastic surgery? On my fake implant butt, bitches. (laughs) I don't, it's real. That's the Loose Lips podcast out every Monday and not forgetting the bonus Extra Lippy on Thursdays.
0: Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there.
3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: I want to bring you my second fact. During the World War II, the World War II, during the Second World <laughs> War, the, also, known, World War II. also known as World War II, the Americans thought it was a good idea to use bats as bombs. Ooh.
2: I mean, to be honest, by everything we've learned in the last few months, it might not be all that bad of an idea. <laughs> it's a very good point. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, questions.
1: <laughs>
0: questions Go about on. the bat bomb, please. Yeah, no, yeah, explain. So what, are they dropping bombs or are they the bombs? They are the bombs. The bats would be carrying small, like, mini flaming charges on top of them. They would then fly off. They would scatter in all directions. And then they would be detonated from back at base and they would set loads of stuff on fire. Okay. I mean, it's um, I mean, it's I kind mean, of animal abuse, really, isn't it?
2: I, I kind of love the idea of someone pitching this originally. Just walking in and going, boys, boys, just listen. I've got an idea. It's I know it's going to sound crazy. It's going to sound like I've gone insane. But bear with me here. Instead of using bombs, we use bats. What do you reckon? I can just imagine that in the first thing. Everyone just looking at him going, oh, Jeff's gone crazy again. Absolutely. Jeff, get out of here, mate. Absolutely
1: not. I feel like, you know, talking about pigeons again seems to be my thought process this podcast. You're on the pigeon train today, aren't you? Yeah, I'm enjoying pigeons. But wouldn't pigeons be a good thing to use? Because they're basically like Flying rats
2: I can confirm That if a pigeon Flies into your head It does hurt Okay So what, how, when Pigeons are evil No 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 uh, okay. I was in Barcelona Pigeon Straight into the side of the head I've hated them ever since I will cross a road To avoid a pigeon <laughs> I'll tell you what right? I would pay
1: Good. I am talking good money to get footage of that moment. I would love it. Oh, was... Imagine Mark just strolling along the beach in his speedos, Strickly probably the ones strut. with flames on his like.
0: Strut as well, doesn't he? I've got, got, not walked with him too much, but yeah, strut. he's
1: strutting along. Got a little you know, He's got his screwball in hand. <clears throat> he's eyeing out, the, showing off that pale body. Yeah, he's eyeing Whoa. out the ladies. He's eyeing up the ladies. He's got his he's got his shades on. <laughs> you know, he's thinking, yeah. You know, today's the day. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, pigeon in the head. That is
2: <laughs> evil creatures. I'm just evil imagining it. rats of the sky. Evil. They
0: creatures. are the rats of the sky, and I don't think they would have been good as a pigeon bomb because the, the point is with bats is they're 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 kind of crazy, aren't they? They just kind of sit out, they just do their own thing, they kind of fly off in all directions. Whereas piz- pigeons, as as we know from the incident that Mark has just described in quite detail, uh, quite brutal. Like they're they're quite vindictive. I think if you strapped a a bomb to a pigeon, it would fly right back to you so that you were the one that caught a light. I reckon it's
1: a pretty sort of weird fact. I I like that. It's it's something that I definitely didn't know. I don't think
0: it ever properly took, forgive the pun. I don't think it ever properly took off. I don't, I don't don't think they really went, went for it. It is
1: sort of on the verge of like animal quality though, isn't it really?
0: On the
2: verge. (laughs) On what, the I, mean, Virg- you are, you um, are I say that is purely you're, you're, classified verge, as that. you're tumbling down the cliff. You've created suicide bats. <laughs> you're cre- yeah. Here's my question on bats. Bats are blind, right?
0: Hang on, I'm going to look it up because I
2: don't technically know. So bats are blind. Why do they only come out at night? What's the difference?
1: Well, they're they're. They're just night people, man. They're just, that's that's how they roll. That's how they do things. Yeah, but they wouldn't
2: know the difference if they came out in the day, would they? Yeah, but
1: how do we, so, this is so the so thing. Is they no, this is the thing. We always say that we know how animals see. It's like dogs are seeing black and white. How do we know that? Unless you take Science, a dog's mate. eyeball and pull it in your eye, you're never going to know or talk to a dog. No, I do <laughs>
2: recall. I mean, I'm not convinced it's as simple as that of, well, I'll just replace my eye with a dog's eye.
0: Oh, it's black and white. Bats are not properly blind. I did, rem- I did remember this. No, they, they, they can see. It's like a myth. I guess they come out at night because um, uh, because I guess they've evolved to do that. No, but they bats get around really cool, actually. There's a really amazing way they get around because they use something called echolocation, which is where they make a sound and then they can judge their position by how quickly the sound comes back to them after it's bounced off objects. Very amazing. So hold on, you're telling me that they stuck
1: bombs on a blind flying animal. No, just discussed, not blind. <laughs> yeah, but... So, Near enough. I can just imagine a bunch Probably of, would be registered blind. I can just imagine a bunch of bats lined up with their, with their glasses on to enhance their vision <laughs> and they're just flying through the air, <laughs> dropping bombs. How, how do you direct where the bats got to go, Dan? That's the point. You don't. They're just
0: like crazy. So, they just go out and do their so own we're, thing.
1: We're strapping bombs to a blind, flying animal that has no idea where it's going, hoping and praying that it actually achieves the goal.
0: Mm, Yeah.
2: And this is why Jeff was crazy when he suggested the idea. Yeah, this is just... And
1: everyone went, no, Jeff, get out of here, mate. I mean, I thought I'd come up with some stupid stuff, but that is by far Mm -hmm. the most stupidest thing. And I think
2: it's time to move on.
0: Final fact, Mark. Have you saved the best
2: for last? So you've heard of cats having nine lives. Well, in the case of falling out of windows, it depends how high up they are. That would make sense, right? The higher up you are, the more likely they are to die. Yes. No. Studies show that if a cat falls off the seventh floor of a building, it has about 30% less chance of surviving than a cat that falls off the 20th floor because it takes eight floors for a cat to realise what's happening, relax,
0: that's right, relax, and then correct itself so it can survive a fall. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's got more time to to spin its legs around because uh, the cats don't... I don't think they have a collarbone, which is why they always land on their feet because they're brilliant at swinging their legs around.
1: Yeah, you see, this is something that I do believe because I don't know if you guys have ever seen the video that we sort of went viral on social media. And it was a cat that fell off of... I mean, I would not even want to take a guess how high this building was. No, like, I honestly... Take, for us. take a guess. I, I would, I'd go as far to say it was probably like 100 feet. Okay. And he was like top of the building and it fell off.
2: It literally fell off and landed and just walked off. Very good. If you're a cat owner and you're living seventh floor or below, get higher. Move up. Move up the chain. Pay that little bit extra for a better view, but you're saving one of your cat's lives. I'm coming
1: in with a really bold statement here. I hate cats. A fish. I'm with you. Cats, are, I don't see the point of Neither cats. Do I. Thanks, Mark. Officially the worst pet. What's the point? Why would you have a pet that you let out to do their own thing? They're not officially the worst pet, are they? No, I'd rather
2: have a fish than a... I would rather have a spider in a cage than a cat. Also, cats are evil. Cats just look at you and plot your death all day long. And then they decide that they're going to do it slowly by scratching you and kill you by a
0: thousand cuts, as the phrase goes. I just don't understand cats. You don't own cats. Oh, I sound on like my ground now, Christ. You don't own cats. Cat, cats own you, whereas you own dogs. They kind then of then why the would I pay for it? Why is the cat not paying me? Don't, you don't have
2: to pay a lot for a cat. I think you can get them quite cheap. Well, I mean, clearly, if they own me, it. I mean, have you ever bought anything else, which then means that they own you? Uh, have you ever had pets? Uh, I've had some fish. That's it. Yeah, so. I'm not really. A, I'm not really a pet person.
0: No, you. I could be persuaded touch. for
2: a dog later in life. Yeah,
1: with the missus settling down. But, bottle of, exactly. Bo- but little bottle of uh, rouge on the table.
2: Little dog on the lap. You are, ta- you are talking my language. Yeah, there we go. But right, but right now, no. And cats, absolutely not. I'm so allergic to cats as well.
0: You don't want You don't want a dog so you can walk it or have fun with man's best friend. You want a dog so. You can you can look suave with a glass of red wine of an evening. Well, yeah, obviously. Cats are... only live for the gram,
1: damn. Come on, I'm just only live for there. the gram. A lot more people are allergic to cats than they are dogs. I'm allergic to cats. They're a pointless animal. Okay. They do their own thing. They're way, way too intelligent. You let them out and it's like, well, what's that about? You let them out on their own. That's ridiculous. They always go missing. They're always looking for food in other houses. They get run over. They fight. They're just, no, it's just a pointless pair.
2: My favourite thing is seeing people out walking cats where they put a collar on it and got a lead and they're trying to walk their cat. Get a dog! Get if, if you are if you are walking a cat, get a dog. You
1: are earning way too much money, Mark, if you live in an area where you're seeing people walking cats.
2: Well, what can I say? Yeah, what can what I say? Can I say? <laughs> Be, being the producer of this show has yeah. its benefits. What are we not but- getting from this show, Mark, that you are... All I'm saying is don't forget I, ne- I negotiated your contracts for you. <laughs> so the, the money's got to go somewhere. My
1: third and final fact for you, buddies, is Samuel Jackson. Okay, we all love him. Has a clause in his film contracts that allows him to play golf during film shoots whenever he wants. I mean, when you get to that level, you put in what the heck you want into contract, don't you? But just imagine it. You know, imagine it. Let's pick some Samuel Jackson films. Of course, you've got the Marvel films, you've got Coach Carter and endless films that he has appeared in. Imagine, you know, he's on set and just, he just, nope, stop. I'm just going to go do a quick nine holes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm off with my five iron. Connor, if you could have any clause in, in this contract, what would you want? Any clause in this contract? Hmm. Well, I've actually
1: needed a dump for the whole recording of this. So if I could just have a clause where I can disappear for a couple of minutes.
2: I'll be honest. I'm kind of glad that you haven't because I know your bedroom and your bedroom is genuinely, it's like an en suite is missing a wall. Yeah, it basically There is p- half bedroom, half bathroom without a without a gap so you could actually record this on the toilet yeah don't you? ask my intentions when i
1: first had this built because uh, it definitely isn't um appropriate but anyway yeah i think you know when you get to a level of fame you can take the p as such a little bit more um and i i think if if you ask me now yeah it'd be something like that anyway but when i get super famous dan like to the point where you know we're talking 30 million instagram followers and millions in the bank what would that clause be? Come on, gents discuss what, what, what would we do? Do you want, do you want a third clause whenever you want? Doesn't a third matter what clause would be nice, but I also feel like I would, I would do something. I'm not like this. I'm not, I don't think I'm the sort of person that, you know, is, is a knob when it comes to like the idea of being famous. Like if I was super famous or whatever, I don't think I'd be like bad in a sense of like, be really, really weird with stuff just because I can. Do you know what sure. I mean? But I do feel like I'd have to do something. You just want to do a poo whenever you want. Well, no, I'd have to do something like super outrageous. You know, like the fact that he can do that is excellent. Like that is excellent, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I I reckon he never, ever, ever does it. I I reckon it's just one of those power plays. It's like riders, isn't it? It, it? It's like, yeah, music riders where they always put something completely obnoxious on there just to make sure that they've read it.
2: But they never actually care because, and, and I think this is why I wouldn't be a dick if I was like a big star because I have to work on the other side of it a lot of the time. Yeah. Having to get the riders and having to look after the talent. Oh, here we go. And- Here we uh, go. Here we go. Oh, and, and, I and, uh, have to look after the talent You have the riders. And uh, will I, I, remember what, I remember one gig I did with Jax Jones. Oh, God. And, um, and, and like some of the stuff that they put on their ride, it is. And, and if you get just equivalents of, like they will specifically state it has to be this type of drink and this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if you get equivalents, they don't care.
0: No, they but, don't even they're only doing it to make sure that you've read the ride through, that, that exactly. you're paying attention.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason. I was on, I, before I got into presenting, I worked in production.
2: Are we dropping into a bit of libel here, Connor? If you just hear a massive beep for the next 20 seconds, you know that this story is not legally allowed to be broadcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Um,
0: and basically... Right, it's time for my last fact. Don't know how it's going to play. Mark, you might know this one. Not sure. Connor, who do you reckon? You're into your cars. Who do you reckon the biggest tyre manufacturer in the world is? Tyre? Oh, God. Um, Is it Michelin? No, not Michelin.
3: Oh,
2: that
0: would have been my guess
1: I probably I don't, I don't actually think mate. I could think of another tyre manufacturer off the top of my head
0: oh well you've got Bridgestone do you think it might be Bridgestone oh Bridgestone might be no yeah, it's not Bridgestone no you're oh, right um, what, about, what about Pirelli not Pirelli not Peroni either the company that makes the most tyres in the world is Lego oh what? my oh my god little ones Mate, that is excellent. What oh, okay. a fantastic I, fact. I thought that would go down very badly because it's like one of those cheating facts where they're not like rubber tires. But they are. So Lego makes seven hundred million tires a year, which is seventy percent more tires than its nearest rival, which is the as called Bridgestone. Yeah, so we're t- not actually talking about a
1: full size tire as such, we're just talking no. about a tire of any size, because yeah, of
0: but I think that I think they're still like kind of rubber but I said they're still rubber they've still got they've still got the rubber on the
2: outside and they still go around like proper wi- like proper wires like proper tyres but
0: there you go still
2: tyres just smaller
1: tyres and Lego most. I like that it's a really nice fact to just finish on that's just really made me smile and I don't know why is that because it's almost over and you can finally nip off to your open air loo
0: uh, yeah and on that I think it's time to finish this week's Baffled thank you so much for listening it's been a thorough wide ranging uh, list of facts what have we had uh, well that cats are rubbish that if someone put a gun to Connor's head, he still couldn't find a Bible. We found out there's an actual vasectomy doctor in America called Dr. Dick Chop. Thanks very much. And also, Mark is siphoning away all the money from this podcast, which is probably why Connor can't afford to take a dump. And that's it from us. Thank you so much for listening. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye, gents. Thank you very much. And say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Tell your mates we'll see you next week with a brand new Baffled. Bye.